0: What Drives You is brought to you by Ziggler, your premier source for equipping life and leadership coaches. Visit Ziggler.com and let them inspire your true coaching performance. Yeah. Welcome to What Drives You. I'm Kevin Miller, your host and guide to help you master your inner drive so you can live a driven, inspired, and peaceful life that sees you driving further and enjoying the ride. In this episode, what drives your new year? You can get a fresh start, of course, at any time, any day. Uh, But I do appreciate this magic somewhat of January 1st, partly because I really enjoy the indulgences and challenges, both of the holiday season. I usually come to the new year with lots of joy and memories and a bit strung out from all the busyness and socializing and celebrating, and I'm ready for a reboot. The most popular concepts people turn to, of course, during New Year's are New Year's resolutions and goals, that word goals specifically, which are fine terminologies, nothing wrong with them, though for some people, goals especially are just not motivating. Uh, I'm going to share more on that in a minute, and I want to give you some concepts that may resonate with you more, and regardless, I want to share how to fuel your drive towards these new things, this growth, and avoid what most commonly derails us. You'll hear threads and some structure from my book, What Drives You, which you can, of course, get on Amazon. Okay, so I've got four highlights, in essence, for driving your new year well and sustainably. Number one, as I said in the intro, goals don't actually motivate a lot of people. We know there's terrible stats on people keeping their new year's resolutions, and I'll address that in just a second, but just the term goals. So my podcast, this podcast, really the origination of my podcasting journey started as the host of the Zigler show. When uh, Zig Ziegler passed away, I had spoken for the Ziegler corporation, talked about, uh, I spoke on entrepreneurship And gotten to know Tom Ziegler and uh, spent a day with Zig, to one of his last interviews. And when he passed away, I came on to help look at Ziegler, how to keep that legacy going. And I pulled up a dormant podcast where they had just been putting up clips from Zig. He didn't really do the podcast, but they took clips from that. And I took it and we would play a little bit of a clip, maybe two minutes, and then talk about it. And I'd bring people like Dave Ramsey and Seth Godin on the show and talk about Zig's impact and his messages in their lives. Well, Zig was one of the biggest names in goals, and goal setting, and goal planning. And the concept of that is rock solid. It's having a purpose that you are driving forward to, making progress in your life for ultimate fulfillment and success. So that's solid, concrete rock star. Yet it was Zig's son, Tom Ziegler, who years later brought me uh, research and showed more people are actually motivated by solving problems than pursuing goals. And that's a big deal because if you set a premise out, it matters to people's drive. Hey, you got to set goals. Well, if that concept doesn't drive you, it's not helping. And if you say, hey, what problems do you want to solve? And that, that drives more people. And I think it was like 80% uh, of, of solving problems. Well, that's important. So while we need to have these destinations in front of us to point to, what drives more people is not having a goal, but problem solving. And it makes sense. We know that humanity, we as humans are more driven for better or worse. I wish we were driven more by desires, by setting these things out, but we are driven by pain. We respond more in our lives to pain than desire. So it makes sense problem solving versus goals. So instead of saying my goal is to, let's say, increase my income from $75,000 this year to $100,000, more people might be more driven by saying, gosh, I just want to create margin in my finances, to lower my anxiety around living paycheck to paycheck. That's a problem and I want to solve that. Perfect. Great. Or maybe I want to earn more money to have savings that will cover me for three months. If I wasn't earning income in case I got sick, if I lost my job or if I wanted margin to find a new job or start a business or something like that. Again, you know, it's, it's a problem that I've got. Gosh, right now I just don't have the margin. I want to fix that. Okay. How we state these things, how we frame them and position it, it does affect our drive. It really does. We're all looking at this drive, and we're figuring out how do we fuel it. And not everybody responds to the same fuel. So, first off, I would you know tell you just to look at your drive, what fuels that? Is it goals? Is it setting out a big goal and writing this big? Uh, they call it used to call it a BHAG, big, hairy, audacious goal. Or is it looking at something and you? I just got a problem I want to fix. No right or wrong here. And I I would say, you know, don't get hung up again on the people that you're following who are influencing you, who may be driven by goals or driven by whatever terminology that they use. See if it fits you. See if it fits you. Be honest with yourself. Don't latch on to somebody else's standards. Interesting little tidbit on here. Side note, 75K. I just said 75K to 100K. There are some studies, if you've heard this before, and I've referenced it, there are some studies that talked about Our happiness doesn't really increase beyond seventy five thousand dollars there was a study that was done i won't go into the details you can look up the study uh there's new research on that it was published by cbs news actually i think they just cited uh some a new study by a nobel prize winning guy uh and it was saying "No, that's actually not true you're you know money money doesn't buy happiness we all know that but it does afford us more And they said there's actually some benefits all the way up to like five hundred thousand dollars. After that, you know, there's not much more benefit. It's interesting and makes sense to me. I won't go into that. You can go search for that. Uh, But if you've heard that seventy five dollar cap, seventy five thousand dollar cap is where you know happiness doesn't increase. They're speaking against that at this point. All right, number two. Break your goal down to smaller increments. If that drives you, again, we're talking about what drives you. For some people, it's going to—they want to put that big thing out there, and that drives them. I tend to be one of those people. I'm going to have a personal goal, a personal idea, problem I want to solve, whatever. But I'm going to have, you know, kind of the shooting for the stars type thing. It's just what motivates me. But I also know I've been doing this for a long time that if I only get halfway, well, I'm fur- I get further than I was now. Uh, So I'm happy with that. And it's the big goal that motivates me. For some people, it doesn't. And again, this is about you. What motivates you? What drives you? So for a lot of people, it is, let's use my previous previous example of going from 75,000 to 100,000. Uh, and some people are going to be motivated by, like, I don't want to make six figures, right? That's motivating. Or I'm going to, I want to increase by $15,000 this next year. That may be for a lot of them though, breaking it down and going, that is $1,200 and uh, $1,250 per month. All right. That's what it is. It uh, doesn't, it's not gigantic. It's sizable, but it's not gigantic. How can I do that? Is there, are there costs that I can save? Is there something I can quit spending money on? and save that much money, make that margin. Can I work more hours? Is that it? Can I increase my hourly wage or my salaries or something I can do to bump that up? Could I, should I get a side gig? Would that be, uh, would that drive me? Is there, if you're self-employed, is there a new product or a new service that you could offer? Uh, Could you raise your prices? You know, let's get granular with it and make this a small increment, something that seems palatable. It feels somewhat realistic. Can we get our heads around that? That is going to be, again, we're looking for what drives you. And uh, it was somebody recently, I, I apologize for not remembering the guest that I had on that talked about, we so often want to adhere to somebody who we follow and their standards. And yet we may like them, respect them, be inspired by them, and they set a standard out and it just doesn't fit us. They're going to say this in a way that position it, the, the goal, the idea, the concept in a way that doesn't resonate. I'm looking for what resonates with you, what drives you. Number three, opposite somewhat of, of the small increments is 10Xing it. So we did a, a series recently with Ben Hardy and on 10Xing. His book is 10X is easier than 2X that he did with renowned business coach, legendary business coach, Dan Sullivan. Would, would it drive you to 10 x it? And it's not, the point isn't making something huge 10 times. It's the concept behind it. So I would encourage you to go back and listen to that series or buy the 10 X is easier than two X book. But the concept is changing your thinking. And instead of incremental changes of going, gosh, if I have to look at a really big jump t- at doubling my income or 10 X in it, taking my 75 grand to what is that? 150 grand or, 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 10x in it go to whatever that is $800,000 uh is that better because it makes you get rid of a lot of your past thinking and look at new thinking new possibilities innovation in essence that's a big thing to look at again we're looking at what is going to drive you this next year you don't have to progress make progress chances are the reason you're listening to the show is you want to and We know statistically that that's our happiest, most fulfilled, and inspired and driven people are those making progress. So, of course, you want to make progress. What is going to drive your progress? That's really the moral of this of this show here. What is going to drive? We're trying to dig in and find what is going to drive your progress, because uh, uh, culturally we're just looking at progress. State it, claim it, name it, whatever. It's New Year's. State it, and we don't get down to the bottom of what's driving the progress, and is that drive going to be? sustainable, which brings us to number four. If you don't enjoy the ride, it likely will not be sustainable. This is why new year's resolutions and you see all the stats, you hear them and they sound pretty bad. We know that the majority of people do not sustain their new year's resolutions, their goals that they set for the year. Why is that? Is it because they set unattainable goals? My experience with myself and other people in humanity is it's because they have not gotten to the root issue, their drive. What is driving them? What will drive them? And more and more and more we come to what will drive you towards that end goal or achievement or realization. It's enjoying the daily ride towards that. And we miss that so often. It's, it's such a a common cultural aspect that we look at, we expect that going towards that goal is going to be difficult. And it may be, let me take that back. It is going to be difficult, but we say it's going to suck. It's going to be terrible. It's going to be grueling. We're going to detest it. And, you know, we're going to lose weight by, by abstaining from everything that we enjoy eating. We're going to lose weight by going out and doing all these exercises that we hate. That just doesn't work. That's what fuels the weight loss industries because we don't continue on with it because we don't enjoy it. We grit our teeth, right? And work more at these things that we hate doing. And it's just not sustaining. Doesn't mean everything is fun and it is play. But what we're looking at is figuring out, here's the thing that you want to achieve, the goal, the desire, or the problem you want to solve. Here it is. How can we go after that with something that will be sustainable? That's not just a short-term fix, a hack. It is something that we can find joy in. Maybe not day one, but ultimately maybe day one, but doesn't have to be, but ultimately something that we can enjoy and adopt for life. So I want to go through the key areas that I outline in my book and just give you some quick thoughts. Okay. Take them as idea joggers in essence. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. So to get the special deal, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com. Use promo code Kevin. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Kevin. Friends, I'm pretty candid about my lack of financial prowess. Money and numbers are fairly Greek to me, so I need a lot of guidance. One of my closest friends is a wildly successful wealth manager, and I'm working on some financial literacy and just continually seeking guidance. So I ask you to check out yahoofinance.com. YahooFinance.com. take them as idea joggers in essence. All right. Spirituality. Let's say you want to increase your spirituality. You want to get more in tune with a bigger purpose beyond you. You want to find peace and hope in spirituality in a bigger picture, in a greater purpose, in a greater power, right? Well, what's going to work for you? Are you going to hit the new year and go, okay, I got to read my Bible every day, Bible in a year. Some people love it. It's not a have to, it's I get to, oh, excitement. That's great. If that's not you, don't be stuck with it. Now, depending on your religion and how you look at the Bible and stuff, it may be something that you feel like you need to, it's best to uh, participate in to some degree but um i am going to challenge you on is god up there keeping marks and if you don't get in your bible every day you are you know you're lesser or you're lacking or uh if you use something other than the bible are you lacking again we can get into doctrine and theology and i'm not here to discuss that i'm just giving you permission to question it if you would so be open to it uh Is it the Bible? Is it devotions? Is it a specific religion? Even that what would drive you? Is it a person? Is it having a spiritual director or a guide or a friend or a mentor or somebody who you are participating with that you can discuss spirituality with? Is it a certain gathering like church? Is it specifically not church? Is that a home church? Is it not something with a church name behind it at all? It's just a group of people pursuing spirituality. Um, But is it some kind of a gathering? Is it something new? Uh, Do you need to take in something new, some new ideas? Maybe for me, I am right now, even though I adhere to, I should, I I adhere is not the best word. I align with uh, Jesus. Bottom line, not just as a great person, but as a deity and the whole thing. It's my personal faith that I have uh, chosen. And along with that, I have been allowing myself to participate in a lot of content that are out of the religious confines that I grew up in with, at least with Christianity. And I'm not going to again, again, get into the doctrine. This may, but just to to Jog, give you some idea joggers for some of you, it may be taking in some new information for something outside of your current construct uh, and letting that be a part of your spiritual journey. Is it getting out in nature? We hear that a lot. For me, nature was actually created by God. That's my faith. Uh, And I just, I find great joy in that. Is it meditation? For some people, they say, I hate meditation. Well, then that's probably not going to work for you. Maybe you should try it and maybe you could grow to, maybe you should give it a try. Again, we're not looking at everything that's just fun from the get-go, but if you know that you know that you just have no desire to currently, should you force yourself to have a desire because you hear everyone talking about it? Uh, I would give you permission to question that. it so go for a daily walk. Is it questioning? Giving yourself permission to just question the things out there. I would ask you to question your distaste for spirituality or religion and question your joy and your certainty in it as well. Maybe look at just buying something that gives you, and this, you could relate to all these categories, buying a new journal or a new book or a new resource or checking out a podcast, a new podcast. Uh, I will give one resource that I'm actually giving to all my family. Uh, I haven't given it to them yet. This is after Christmas and we're having a second Christmas because some some kids who weren't here on Christmas day are coming into town and I'm giving them a few things. One of them is a little book. It's a little like pocket-sized book called The Way to Love by Anthony DeMello blowing my mind on what we are attached to in our lives, in our world and how it takes away from our happiness. All right. That was a lot on spirituality. I'm going to give you a lot on a couple of categories and then just real brief pieces on the last few, but relationships is next. Again, we're looking at what will sustain for you, be sustainable, tenable for you. So relationships, do you need to join some groups, meet some new people, find some kindred spirits? Affinity groups are so powerful to find people in groups with things that you enjoy. I have, I talk about a lot, my guys adventure group and mountain biking is kind of that primary connecting point, but uh, mountaineering, uh, rafting, kayaking, paddleboarding, skiing, hiking, mountaineering. We do those things together and I get to be with guys who are kindred spirits with me. Most of them are business owners, but not all of them. A couple of them are stay at home dads. we got a, a big, a big, uh, gamut of different things that they're involved with, but pretty much kindred spirits. It's so powerful to have that for camaraderie and accountability. Uh <sighs> Social engagements, are there some things that kind of goes along with that social engagements that you want to make and go again, meet new people. And this may, and and I would put it outside of that too. It may be literally... The opposite of an affinity group, go do something with people who it's totally different and experience some new things. Do something with people who you would think, oh my gosh, I have nothing in common. And you may find out, I don't, that was terrible. Never want to do that again. You might find that it opened up something new for you. And it may not be that you find a love for that thing, but you just find some new creativity, innovation in your own mind from being amongst people doing something totally different. That's, I'm not real great at that. I don't tend to reach out to that. So I'm speaking to myself on that one. Think about new activities that would, again, get you with new people, adventures. Uh, Maybe you need to do a dating app, depending on what you're looking for. Uh, Maybe that would be different than, you know, uh, the consummate thing of going to a bar and uh, seeing if you can connect with somebody. Maybe that, I know some people who have done that. I never tried that, but uh, whatever it is for you, we're looking at what would excite you, what would drive you. And I would put a big one here on ask ask people, ask somebody out on a date, ask somebody out to give you their advice, a mentor, ask. That's hard. I'm an introvert. I don't like rejection. I don't like the risk of that. Uh, but I have learned the power of asking. I still have to get myself kind of bolster my courage up and go ask for something, ask people for something, ask them for their help, ask them for their guidance. It is continually amazing how readily available people are to Give their counsel if you will ask. And last on this, I would ask you to audit yourself. Ask me to audit myself. And in relationships, how am I as a friend? As How am I as somebody to relate to? Am I easy to relate to? Am I not? That may be hard for some of us to do, but that is often, if not always, the stumbling block for our relationships is we don't know ourselves. We don't know how we relate to others and we don't relate to ourselves. That would be the biggest key. The biggest foundation here is we don't know how to relate to ourselves. So the best thing you can do in your relationships and connecting with other people is to connect with yourself, which is a common, if not the most common thread of every one of the What Drives You episodes here. Resource here on being a friend, connecting. It's a classic because it's so powerful. How to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie. Number three, health and wellness here. Again, uh, Dr. James, my buddy, Randy James, medical doctor, functional medicine expert. What's the best exercise? Whatever you'll do daily or continually or consistently, whatever you'll do. That's number one, as far as getting off the couch, same thing with food, you know, whatever better food nutrition we can get in you that will be sustainable. Uh, If you are just Going out, doing things that you hate to do, doing exercise you hate to do, eating foods you hate to eat—it's probably not going to sustain. Again, you may need to do some of that and find that maybe if you do it, you will find a joy and a love in it. But uh, we have a culture who again goes after stuff that they hate, and it does not—it doesn't work. So, what on an exercise front? What is some kind of movement that you would enjoy? Now, we know that resistance training, uh, stressing our muscles is maybe the most powerful thing for your health, wellness, overall aging, aging well. Uh, I would find some way to do that, but what's a way that you can do it that you enjoy? Is it going to a gym? Is it getting weights in your own house? Is it finding manual labor that you enjoy? Do you have wood that you can cut at home every day? Can you do, can you uh, mow your own lawn with a push mower? That's hard to push. Uh, we, there's so many things, opportunities we have, and we put them off to comfort and we could be getting some exercise out of them. Uh, even that, I know, I know a lot of guys, I'm not one of them, who love to mow their your, your yard. We got a great opportunity. Every week, or however, however often you do it, to go out there and push a lawnmower for a couple hours. It's, that's exercise. That's awesome. Do it. Listen to a podcast, listen to music, listen to nothing, uh, whatever it is. But find some things that you enjoy. Wash your own car and think of it as exercise. I used to get irritated at my, at my kids trying to get them to go shovel our, we have a, a, a big deck and other areas that we need to shovel. And then I realized, wait a minute, I'm, ask, I'm making them go out and shovel. Uh, and I'm upstairs lifting weights, doing nothing. I want a shovel. Or, you know, maybe they need to exercise, but you get the point. Find something that you you will enjoy doing. Same thing with cardio. Do you like walking? Do you like running? Would you ride a bike? Would you do a rowing machine? What would you do that would get your heart rate up for an extended, extended period of time? Let's talk about nutrition and the idea of okay, now it's New Year's. I'm going to throw away everything that I love and just eat you know raw veggies. That's not sustainable for most people. And you may need to take baby steps. Do you, is it motivating to do a big cut? Boom. I'm going to start fresh. I'm going to fast for, you know, a year and then I'm going to eat nothing but carrots. And that motivates you. Great. If that's just deplorable, well, it's probably not going to work. So what would be some intermittent fasting or maybe you need to eat more meals, uh, do six meals a day, do the opposite. I, I don't know. And I can't solve that for you individually today, but we're looking at what's right for you, what works for you and what will drive you. I do like it looking at elevating your appetite. There are some foods and drinks that I'm going to stop having, but I'm going to replace them. And I'm already looking at okay, What can I get excited about? I just bought a new tea maker. Uh, So I'm going to, you know, the goofy little thing, but new tea tea maker, I'll probably buy some different teas. And that will be something I'll play with. Maybe some new seltzer water or something like that. And, uh, you know, again, what's your junk food, your favorite junk food? How could you elevate that to something Healthier, less harmful, a healthier vice in in essence. Look for replacements. Now, I do say replacements. There's always a danger with nutrition, especially where we take something and replace it with a quote, health food that in fact has more calories or more sugar or more junk or whatever. Uh, I'm not going to go again down that rabbit hole either, but um, watch out what your substitutions are and make sure that they're actually healthier options. Uh, Don't deny. That's a big one that's helpful for a lot of people. I I struggle with denying myself, but I can delay. So I am going to have pizza, but maybe only once a week, maybe only once every two weeks. And maybe I'll have one that's not as calorie laden though. Honestly, I probably will. If I'm going to enjoy it, I'm going to enjoy it, but I'm going to moderate that. So I'm not going to deny myself, but I'm going to delay that. But that's a big, that helps a lot of people. Don't deny, don't think of a deny, but I'm going to just delay it off. Just delay it off. All right. Third or the next one is a uh, fourth one, I think mental. What's, what's the mental state? What do you want to be in and what will help you get there? I'm going to go quicker from here on but meditating are you driven to meditate how about getting counseling or therapy or if that's hard for you some people still struggle with that with the baggage around that I maybe mean, it's a coach any good really good coach is going to there's a lot of overlap between counseling there and there's a lot of people out there coaching who are incredible counselors but they don't have these certifications to do counseling and they can't hang it on your, just for you to know that there's some coaches out there. Some of the best counselors I know of are coaches because they didn't want to go get the certifications that would allow them legally to say, I'm a counselor or a therapist or a psychiatrist or or, or or whatnot. And so they're doing it under uh, coaching and they're powerful. So uh, is that something you could turn to? Again, mental state. Do you need to help bring up nature again? Going for some walks, journaling. Brene Brown, her book Atlas of the Heart that lists out 87 emotions has been powerful for me. And I think for a lot of people who aren't really in touch with their emotions, who are not emotionally intelligent, really powerful. I continue to use that as a resource to understand my feelings, to try to help me. And I am journaling that more, not journal my, I, 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 it's easy for me to journal my thoughts and ideas, not so much my feelings. It's just not my inclination to. So I'm working on that and it is helping. So again, your mental state, increasing, bettering your mental health. What are some options? I just listed out some and what would be palatable for you to even start? And I will say that with a lot of these things, start with something that's palatable. Even if you really want to get to something that right now feels overwhelming, uh, really difficult, really challenging, baby steps. All right. Next one is work. And this one is, I think your best bet here on what drives you there is just to audit your current attitude and drive towards work. How are you doing? Are you enjoying it? Are you detesting it? Are you burning out? Um, Where are you right now? That's the first place. And wherever you are, is it sustainable? And are you getting your best self out of it? Are you finding appreciation in it? Are you able to? Sometimes we can look at our state and realize, man, I got a crappy attitude and I can adjust my attitude and be grateful for where I'm at. There's often a place for that. However, I have throughout my life often seen people take that tactic towards a job that they just need to get out of. It's just too bad. There are some levels of toxicity or just ill-fittingness that you're not gonna get past with a a good attitude. If you're stuck in it and all you can do is change your attitude, okay. Uh, But otherwise I would just, you, you gotta make that call. Can you change your attitude enough to make it sustainable or do you need to find something different? I will uphold a classic book for this discussion, 48 Days to the Work You Love by Dan Miller. That is my father. And I am holding off on going down this rabbit hole. But by the time this episode comes out, it will have been a public announcement. So I can say it here that he will soon have passed away. He will soon be passing away. He was, uh, I may do a special show on this. He was diagnosed out of the blue with stage four pancreatic cancer that is pretty much everywhere. And he will not make it long. Uh, and his book, 48 days of work, you love a couple million copies has sold from that. It's the book that Dave Ramsey has promoted for years, uh, along with his financial counseling that anything involving career and job, he says, go, go check out 48 days, the work you love Dave and my dad have been buddies for a long time. Dave's actually flying his jet down with a group of people to spend an afternoon with my dad here in just a couple weeks while he is still with us in coherent. So 48 Days to Work You Love is a great place to go for your work. Money is next. Again, what's driving you with your money? And I'm going to pull you to your attitude. What's your attitude? And is it sustainable? Is it helping you or hurting you? Great resource for that is Ken Honda and his book, Happy Money. Ken is the really about the number one self-help personality in Japan. And had him on the show. He actually endorsed my book, What Drives You. He's on the back cover. Uh, endorsement, but his book Happy Money really brings us to looking at what is your attitude towards making money and spending money, and it's real. It was really powerful for me. It's not going to resonate with everybody, but it's a resource that I really appreciate. But what is your attitude about money? This is beyond, not beyond. It's undergirding your habits and your you know saving and investing and and whatnot. Really looking at your attitude, and that's where I feel your best efforts are spent right now, as you look at your drive. What's your attitude around money? Achievements. All right. Achievements. Those matter to you. This is a great time. This is when most people do hope. Well, maybe you do. We do as a family. I do look at the achievements of the past year and how do you feel about them? Now, we always have a bias. We want to make it sound great, but how do you feel about it? Are your achievements good? Were they bad? I had, uh, I had one of my biggest years of adventures this year, this past year, 2023, uh, big achievements, big, uh, adventures, big things I did. it was pretty good. And I look at it now and go, I, I think it was a bit much. I think it was a bit much. I'm not going to emulate that this year. Uh, or I'm going to alter that instead of the adventures of, uh, achievements of these big Epic adventures, it may be, well, it may be Epic adventures of a different type instead of flying to Jackson Hole, Wyoming and doing the, the, uh, uh, the Grand Teton trail in one day, 40 miles with a bunch of guys, I may go to a monastery for a few days, different drive. That's an adventure too. different achievement, but look at what you did. How do you feel about it? Were they good achievements? You look back and go, I didn't achieve anything, man. I just work kept my nose to the grindstone and you want to this year, what would drive you? What do you want to have achieved? That's good. And again, the achievement may be solving a problem. Let's go back to that again, because we look at achievements as these desires that don't always motivate everybody. So, uh, and think about it beyond just uh, an achievement of like mine, Of I went surfing in Mexico and I did the big Fest and I did this trail and I did this, I published a book this last year. I did this. What about this year? And I realized, can I increased my peace? My, I lessen my anxiety X percent or whatever. That may be the biggest achievement. What would make you proud of yourself? What would make you proud of yourself? That's not pride. What make you feel good about yourself? You want your kids to, if you, those of you have kids, you want them to feel good about themselves, to feel some, you know, feel some pride, not an ego pride, but just uh, Tom Ziegler called it self-approval. What would you approve of with yourself? And try to get judgment out of the way. Last one, personal, the things for you. We talk about this constantly. It's in every, series that I do with a guest and the, what drives you, which is what we're talking about here on the personal standpoint, these are things you do for you. And we, I continually, it's a common thread for me. You continually hear me talk about this is filling your, filling you up, filling you up period from that. Then you can pour out to others. So this is Also an area, what are some things that excite you? Especially if you look at some of these other areas and go, man, there's some things I need to, I need to get on top of. And they may be challenging. Some things that you need to uh, cut out of your life that you find some joy in. Uh, You need to cut out some good things for some greater things, but that's difficult. Well, here's a chance to find some things to look forward to. Some of the best things to look forward to. Man, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to stay on top of this, and I'm going to progress with this. And I'm going to achieve this, and some of that's going to be challenging. It's going to be difficult. It's going to bring in some of our self discipline and and determination, some and things like that. And this may be sometimes okay. You know, I'm going to do some self care. I'm going to do that. And I'm going to look forward to a, a, a massage, a manicure, a pedicure, a getaway, uh, uh, something really exciting, some kind of some uh, entertainment. I went and saw you too, with my dad my brother at the sphere in Las Vegas, man, that was just a fun event. Is that an achievement? No, it was just for me. It didn't benefit anybody, but it was a great experience for me. It was great connection with them, but it was, it was really neat to look back on. It was inspiring. got me thinking of some other creative things and whatnot, but it was, it was for me this year. I'm going to be looking forward to some getaways to just uh, go have some fun rides and runs and, uh, and whatnot. But I'm consistently, we're coming back to, In the personal area, some things that inspire you, that fill your drive, that fuel you, that are just for you. They're not productive in and of themselves necessarily. Just some things you're looking forward to. Some rewards, call them in this sense. Some payoffs that, man, I'm going to do this. I'm going to reward myself with that. And it's something you can look forward to. That to me is not a luxury. It is a priority for you to be the fullest of you. I want you to do whatever it is that lights you up You may think it's selfish. I really want to take that away because if it lights you up, then when I'm with you, you light me up. All right. So that's a good good rundown of what is going to fuel your drive better in the new year. All right, friends, thanks as always for tuning in with me. If you want to dig further into these issues of drive, that is what my book's about. What drives you? You can find it on Amazon in just about any format you desire. And as always, if you appreciate the podcast, it is the uh, best way to thank me, thank us, is to leave a rating in Spotify or a, re- a rating, and especially a review in Apple. Uh, You can also subscribe to us on YouTube and on social media, where you can actually see the entirety of these shows on video. Uh, More and more people are choosing to tune in to video and watch podcasts. So find me at kevinmiller.co. Well, folks, until next time, stay driven. Yeah.